Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax. That's the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road over in Hackettstown, really Alamucci, New Jersey. And I want to thank you so much for getting with me today. And as you know, this guy is heard, and I get together with you on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147 every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with an encore, which means a replay of the same episode every Sunday at 6 p.m. And if you miss an episode or want to go back and listen to it again or send it over to a buddy, say, hey, you don't have serious sex, I'm listening to this, what this guy's got to say about this subject, then it is the, the episode is available as a podcast the following week on my website, Farm Machinery Digest Radio, or most, if not all, major podcast hosting sites. And uh, so you are free to listen to it whenever you need to afterwards. So that's one week. Premieres on Sirius XM Rural Radio, and then one week after that, in its entirety, it is a podcast. So it's the whole Sirius XM listening experience. And a few, I don't know whether it was a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, or who knows, time time flies by, right? It's unbelievable how quickly the year the year goes, and it's uh, it's uh, terrible, terrible. It keeps going fast, it's like a turbo boost, right? I had uh, thrown out to you, my listeners, whether you uh, had any interest in uh, me doing multiple part shows. So to take a technic- to take obviously a technical subject and then cover it in detail over two or three episodes of the show instead of trying to fit everything into one episode. And I got a number of people reach out to me and told me that they really liked that idea. Nobody told me they did not like the idea, and they felt which I agree with, and that's why I, that's why it's set up that way, is that if you miss an episode, then you could always go to it as a podcast. So let's say if it's a three three part series and uh, you miss part two or you miss part one, and you come in a part two, then you could just go listen to it as a podcast. So based upon the acceptance of that theory is that today is going to be the first um, multi-part series show. And what I'm going to do is cover today diesel diesel exhaust fluid usage rate. And that seems to be a very confusing area for people with tier four diesels of any brand and any type of equipment, whether it's a pickup truck or whether it's a piece of farm equipment or a semi so I wanted, I'm going to go, I'm going to discuss that today and explain it to you, make it easy peasy, right? Like we say in New Jersey, easy peasy, right? And um, and then parts two and three are going to be related, not to diesel exhaust fuel usage, but there's so much talk and it keeps bubbling up out of the ground, uh, effervesces out of the ground with re- right to repair, but regardless of the right to repair, all right. The thing is that if you you have the ability to access a lot of uh, a lot of data on your farm equipment and diesel powered farm equipment and road and road vehicles, semis, pickup trucks, what have you, when you have the right test equipment. So what I am going to do in parts two and three is going to discuss what you need to look for 
before you invest in a piece of test equipment and then the final part is going to be and it may end up being four parts who knows how this motor mouth goes because there's a lot of information needs to be conveyed there uh, about what you need to do to understand and how you could teach yourself what's called serial data and it's not a serial killer it's serial data because it comes out of the ecu the engine controller in a series circuit and it is uh, digital pulses but when you invest in a scan tool but don't worry about that when you invest in a scan tool you have to be able to interpret serial data so why i am starting off with def usage is because for you to truly troubleshoot an excessive def usage problem you're going to need a scan tool and even if you never have an intentions of buying a scan tool for your farm equipment all right or if you run some semis then the information about def usage is going to make a lot of sense and have a lot of a practical application for you because as i always say it does not work on magic all right but if you don't understand something it certainly certainly seems to be magic so i'm going to ask you to sit pat during this quick quick commercial break right because this has got to get paid for somehow so we got to listen to those commercials you don't don't walk out of the room all right and then when we come back from that we're going to start to explain in simplistic terms def usage what it's about how for you how you could track it and some indicators of the health of your engine that def usage would tell you and never forget that agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability I'm Neil Cavuto from Fox Business. In high school, I managed a fast food restaurant. I saw the power of business and the importance of making your money work for you. I'm Liz Clayman. In life, it's not just how you invest, it's for whom you're investing. We care about your success. And I'm Charles Payne. I go way beyond the headlines to help you through the markets every single day. It's all about investing in your future, your American dream. Fox Business. Invested in you. Listen on Channel 113 crew let's ranch it up join me jeff tigger Earhart. tigger every week right here on the ranch it up radio show we talk the cow stuff some rodeo action cowboys markets the latest cow country news sale barn reports and everything in between the ranch it up radio show every saturday at 1 30 p.m eastern time right here rural radio channel 147 on sirius xl Listen, farming is all about appreciating the simple things in life. So why make it complicated? I'm Rob Sharkey of Shark Farmer Radio, and I just want to cut down the confusion and delve deeper and deeper into the tangled controversies within the farming world. There's so much to learn from the great people of agriculture. So forget the nonsense and let's get back to the basics on Shark Farmer Radio, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM. American farmers and ranchers know that weather can have a big influence on the markets. That's why our weather team at RFD-TV is committed to bringing you accurate agricultural-based forecasts that affects our lands and livestock from coast to coast. You named RFD-TV the most accurate and trusted source for commodities information as it happens, and we can help you prepare ahead for major storms and weather-related events. Join us every morning on the Market Day Report, weekdays starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on RFD-TV. 
Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So today we're going to be discussing and explaining diesel exhaust fluid usage on a tier 4 engine. And it is very important for you to understand and to baseline that because it is going to be a qualifier the amount of DEF you, your engine uses and makes no difference, as I said in the opening segment, whether it's on a combine, whether it's on a car or a truck, what have you, anything that uses diesel exhaust fluid, all right, which is urea mixed with deionized and processed water. So that is what that is. So it's, and the purpose of the diesel exhaust fluid is it's in, it's linked together with what is called the SCR system, which is selective catalytic reduction. And the whole purpose of the SCR system and the diesel exhaust fluid is to reduce an emission called oxides of nitrogen. And that often works in partners with the EGR system, exhaust gas recirculation. And they work together. Exhaust gas recirculation reduces oxides of nitrogen And oxides of nitrogen is produced through pressure, heat, and exposure time in the combustion chamber. So the slower the flame burns, which a diesel engine burns, excuse me, very slowly compared to, I got a hiccup here, which is not good on the radio, gasoline. But uh, the EGR takes place of combustible mixture and lowers that component called the Zeldovich equation. All right, so in case you ever go on Jeopardy or something, you say, what does the GGR produce? It's a Zeldovich equation, but I'm not here to razzle-dazzle you with terms because we're farmers, right? We want to know what's going to happen. So basically, when the emission standards were tightened, which meant they were increased but in, but made tighter, right, that, you, that the EPA was allowing less emissions to be emitted from the tailpipe other technologies had to be introduced and the scr system selective catalytic reduction and it's selective because just like you say a selective herbicide it kills this but it doesn't kill that that the scr is and and the scr catalyst because it's also a diesel oxidation catalyst but the scr catalyst is going to only impact or the word that they use in engineering is react on oxides of nitrogen so in a in a very simplistic way what happens is that the exhaust comes out of the engine and eventually it ends up at the scr selective catalytic reduction and then this diesel exhaust fluid def right is injected and it's not called an injector it's called a doser all right, so we don't call it an injector in the industry. It's not a diesel fuel exhaust fluid injector. It's a doser because it's dosing a certain rate. And it puts it into the exhaust stream just prior to the SCR system, or the SCR catalyst, I should say, because its entire thing is a system. And in simplistic terms, what happens is that the diesel exhaust fluid, the the, uh, urea, and it's what's called automotive-grade urea. It's a purer grade of urea than you're going to spread on your fields and reacts with precious metals inside this SCR, and it basically neutralizes the oxides of nitrogen. Because you have to remember, it cannot be eliminated because... The, the engine is producing it through 
to combustion so it's neutralizing it so it's like you washing out a sprayer tank and using a special wash to neutralize if you had glyphosate in there or you had uh, liberty you had something else 24d so it's neutralizing it and thus once it is neutralized it becomes what we would call benign just like you wash out your sprayer tank and the exhaust that is coming out of the tailpipe from the engine regardless of the application is lower on oxides of nitrogen so that is the whole thing the whole key is to lower this oxides of nitrogen and get it as close to zero as possible does it ever come down to zero most likely not in 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 every app in almost every application but what you have to realize and that's understand this is paramount to you understanding uh the diesel the def usage rate and that the just like you have uh, soil variability across your field and you will have variability in the amount of oxides of nitrogen which is abbreviated NOx N-O-X oxides of nitrogen an engine produces and because of that equation I told you Zeldovich equation which you don't need to remember that is that pressure heat and exposure time so what's going to happen is that when you put a diesel engine under load excuse me under load and then the cylinder pressure is going to go up the heat is going to go up in the cylinder and you it's going to produce a higher level of oxides of nitrogen so if you're sitting for instance in the combine and you're and you're waiting for the grain truck to come or a grain cart to come and you're idling there with the air conditioner on well the pressure and heat inside the cylinder of that engine the exposure time the burn time changes because that's all intrinsically linked to piston speed and what have you but the pressure and heat are drastically reduced so the level of oxides of nitrogen production is much much lower to almost nothing all right now what so in essence oxides of nitrogen production is going to be the indicator of when the diesel exhaust fluid is injected now a lot of people don't understand this you could look on the internet all right i'm saying you look on the internet you're going to come you're going to come up with with not the information you're finding here because they don't tell you anything there all right they give you just enough to get you in trouble is that it is a closed loop system so that means it monitors and then has a has a corrective action so there is two oxides of nitrogen nox sensors on a tier 4 diesel equipped with scr and there's other sensors as far as temperature is concerned what have you but we're just concerning about the oxides of nitrogen sensors there's one prior to the scr system and which is which is prior to the scr catalyst and prior to the doser and then there is one afterwards so in essence it makes sense right that you are looking at what the the system is looking at what oxides of nitrogen are going coming out of the engine and then through an algorithm through a calibration which is inside the engine controller it's going to say okay we have so much oxides of nitrogen we need to inject or dose so much diesel exhaust fluid for this for this chemical reaction to take place and it is the systems are designed based upon the engine and the application to use about five to ten percent diesel exhaust fluid per 
hundred gallons of fuel consumed. So it's an in, it's it's keyed off of fuel consumed. So five to ten percent. So let's use the ten percent because it's an easy five percent is easy also. So if you were to use a hundred, if the if the application burned went through and consumed not burned consumed. 100 gallons of diesel fuel then you would use about 10 gallons of diesel exhaust fluid and if the system is doing five percent then it would be about five gallons so that's going to be very important for you to understand and keep in the back of your mind you could actually figure out like your miles per gallon or hours per gallon on your tractor or your combine your farm equipment you could figure out how many, whatever the metric is you use, hours or miles or up in Canada, kilometers per gallon of diesel exhaust fluid consumed. But it's going to be depending upon the cylinder temperature and pressure. So if you are pulling a grain cart with the tractor, then it's going to use, a, in theory, and we'll discuss that after the break, it's going to use a lot less diesel exhaust fluid per 100 gallons of fuel because the engine is not working hard so just sit pat and we will finish up which is which i'm scott linden out and about made possible by happyjackinc.com crows and ravens are fascinating i recently watched a raven dive bomb a hawk push it a bit farther from the nest then repeat over and over. The hawk never fought back, just continued its onslaught. It got me to thinking, how do you know if that raven is really a raven and not a crow? Well, crow's tails are straight across the end. Think cut. See, crow. Ravens have a Roman nose, or beak, and their tail is more rounded, another R. In fact, sometimes the ornithologists, when they're in their cups, will tell you the only sure way to know which is which is to count their flight feathers called pinions. A crow has eight, a raven has nine, so the difference is a matter of opinion. <laughs> We're made possible by Happy Jack and Tractor Supply, helping rural America's dogs stay healthy. Landowners, are you looking to maximize the potential of your land? Farmers National Company are the trusted experts. With over 90 years of experience, Farmers National Company is the industry leader in farm and ranch management services and the complexities of land ownership, leasing, and sales. Visit our website at FarmersNational.com or call us at 1-800-555-FARM to speak with one of our experts. Farmers National Company, your partner in maximizing your assets potential. Trust the experts. Trust Farmers National Company. Hey y'all, my name is Jenna Heideman. Each Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, I get to hear the music and life stories of singers and songwriters with Western roots. I'm not a cowgirl, but as much as I love this culture, I dang sure should have been one. Tune in right here on Rural Radio to Should Have Been a Cowgirl and hear the stories right from our Music Row studios that you won't find anywhere else. A little bit of rodeo and a whole lot of country music. That's Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, channel 147 on Sirius XM. All right, welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. All right, I got a couple of notes here I want to go over with you. The first thing is if you get a new piece of equipment, a new truck, what you should do is be cognizant of the amount of diesel exhaust fluid it uses per 100 gallons of fuel consumed. 
So that is going to be your baseline. That's going to be your indicator. It's like going and taking a soil sample, all right, and then determining what the, what the soil looks like, what the fertility looks like, because it's never going to get better from when it's new. And your whole goal is to maintain the DEF usage as it was when it's new or degrade only slightly, all right, and not make it worse. So once you identify that, and then if you buy a new piece of equipment, you should ask before you buy it, how much diesel exhaust fluid does it use? What you'll find is on, on specifically on farm tra- on farm equipment. Let's just talk about that, right? The thing is that if it's a SCR only system only, SCR, SCR only system, maybe EGR and SCR, then they're going to use more diesel exhaust fluid. So maybe 10, 10 gallons per 100 gallons of fuel burned versus five gallons on something that has a host of other components on it to control s to control oxides of nitrogen so you use that as a baseline right now if you notice that geez this thing here is starting to use a lot more diesel exhaust fluid but you have to keep in mind as i said in the other segment is that it is intrinsically linked to the amount of fuel burn so if that tractor that combine so let's say if you're going into a field and uh god willing let's do talk corn and you're harvesting 400 bushels per acre corn all right so that engine is working that's where everything is working hard you're going to use on the higher scale of diesel exhaust wood it's 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 a the system adjusts all right it's a closed loop system it's not going to overdose it if it doesn't need it now let's say god forbid you go into the next field or your custom cutter let's make it a custom cutter because then he's innocent right not innocent he's benign so now you go down the road to the next guy and he only had a hundred bushels per acre corn because he had he had uh, he missed all the storms all right so you're going to use less diesel exhaust fluid because the combine is not working as hard to process 100 bushels per acre versus 400 bushels per acre. So you have to keep that in mind. You can't say, well, I told, I pulled this or did this, and I used so much diesel exhaust fluid. You keep it in the back of your head, but it's linked to the amount of fuel the engine burned. Now, what will happen is there are a number of issues that could come up that are not going to impact how much fuel the engine is burning but it's going to impact the amount of diesel exhaust fluid consumed and that's what i was saying in the opening opening segment that it is an indicator of what's going on with the engine so for instance now it is very common for the doser which is the injector for the diesel exhaust fluid i said it's called a doser for that tip to become crystallized and become dirty and not atomize the diesel the def properly so if you do not have proper atomization of the def then you're not going to have a proper conversion process and remember there's two nox oxides of nitrogen sensors one coming in and one going out so if you're not if it's not converting the one coming out say hey we're not that good over here so the system is going to automatically have more fluid sent to that scr now the doser gets 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 crystallized just like if you spilled the ef so you can pull the doser out and just gently with a with a with a with a with a little brush clean the tip off of it and put it back in all right there's other things that could happen the doser could get have a broken wire or a bad connection or what have you or became lazy electrically but we're not like i said there's anything like anything in the world could happen a plane could god forbid fall out of the sky and hit you in the head 
all right so but you have to realize that the conversion rate is going to be linked to how good the atomization is coming out of that doser now if you're that's why you have to know your engines you got to know everything it's not like it was years ago all right the thing is just like you got to know your fields you got to know your animals if the system if the engine uses an e-jar exhaust gas recirculation valve then that works hand in hand and that's trying to egr is is, it wants to try to reduce the oxides of nitrogen coming out of the engine out of the exhaust port of the cylinder head so if that's so that so it could rely less on the scr and the def they're all acronyms right the thing basically so if you said well this thing always you know doing this kind of work with it it always used so much so much def and now it's using more and it's an egr based system and the tractor is running fine everything is fine right then that could be an indicator that the egr system the passages are starting to get carboned up and if the passages passages in the egr get carboned up it's still functioning but it has a low flow rate so it's not flowing all of the potential exhaust gas that they want so it's like having a restricted garden hose or anything restricted so you so if that's a real insight geez uh, let me look at the egr passages maybe they're carboned up right and the other thing that comes into play is if the engine starts to run hotter so let's say so that the cooling system the because if the engine starts to run hotter then the cylinder temperature inside the combustion process excuse me is going to go higher so if you have a uh, a radiator that's full of chaff if you have a thermostat that is sticking right a lot of diesel engines have dual thermostats one low temperature one high temperature so if the low temperature one is working fine and the high temperature one is not fully opening then you you may see yeah the temperature gauge is a little bit higher but a lot of temperature gauges today are dampened they have to take a big movement in liquid temperature for it to move once it gets to a certain point so that's an indicator all right now also that the SCR, the selective catalytic reduction, so the actual catalyst itself that is there, can become a polluted. And it could be polluted by, for instance, if the engine is starting to consume some antifreeze and burn it. When you burn antifreeze in a combustion chamber, it creates silica. And silica coats both the coats everything the oxygen sensors the oxides of nitrogen sensors and potentially the catalytic material in the scr but usually it will coat the oxides of nitrogen sensors before it damages the catalytic the catalytic converter all right so the thing is that so you could have a scr sensor and when they historically when they get become coated what happens is that it's output voltage because it produces a voltage we didn't discuss that here because it's too much to to be involved but we'll discuss that in the parts two and three about a scanner and oh and 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 tier four and using a scanner and looking at that data but uh, uh, but what happens is that the sensor usually skews on the low side so what usually happens is that the the ECU is thinking that the cat that the SCR is not reacting. All right, it's not doing a good enough job to clean up the oxides of nitrogen. So the only thing it could do at that particular point is say that we're going to shoot more 
DEF into the system. So once you understand it, like reading plant health and what have you, it becomes a great diagnostic tool. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I want you to know what the hot rod farmers pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved America. You're always reach me at hot rod farmer at farmmachinerydigest.com. Have a blessed day. Bye. Landowners, are you looking to maximize the potential of your land? Farmers National Company are the trusted experts. With over 90 years of experience, Farmers National Company is the industry leader in farm and ranch management services and the complexities of land ownership, leasing, and sales. Visit our website at FarmersNational.com or call us at 1-800-555-FARM to speak with one of our experts. Farmers National Company, your partner in maximizing your assets' potential. Trust the experts. Trust Farmers National Company. Hi, I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report. Join me each weekend as we explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. From taking a deep dive into the volatile markets to sharing compelling stories that capture the heart of rural America, as well as custom commentary from John Phipps. We cover it all every weekend right here on Channel 147 on Sirius XM. U.S. Farm Report, a timely, trusted tradition. Landowners, are you looking to maximize the potential of your land? Farmers National Company are the trusted experts. With over 90 years of experience, Farmers National Company is the industry leader in farm and ranch management services and the complexities of land ownership, leasing, and sales. Visit our website at FarmersNational.com or call us at 1-800-555-FARM to speak with one of our experts. Farmers National Company, your partner in maximizing your assets' potential. Trust the experts. Trust Farmers National Company. On the Ag PhD Radio Show, we talk about all the ways you can get the most return on investment for the crops on your farm. Our guests are farmers and experts in the industry, and we discuss the latest innovations in fertility, crop production, seed traits, and much more. Don't miss the next Ag PhD Radio Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147. I'm Mark Chestnut, and thanks for listening to Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM.